Welcome to the duck pile. <laughs> uh, both Dustin and I have arrived to record this podcast with the most voluminous hair. I think yours is more. I can't. I can't argue with that. I think it's more majestic than mine. Yeah, I used my new uh, shampoo with the tea tree. Oil, so it feels really cool. <laughs> Made a koala tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Made out of the nails of the last woolly mammoth. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) on that note i i can't remember if i already said it but welcome to the duck pond everybody uh what are we discussing today duck we are discussing powerful women women of power that yeah women that changed how we see women i guess is the best way to put it Uh, today on the duck pond we're celebrating and saluting all the brave and strong women in pop culture from wonder woman to ripley we love them all all throughout our lives we've watched all these badass women kick ass take no prisoners and wow us but it wasn't always that way and that's where Lacey's going to come in today she's going to tell us all about the evolution of the female protagonist wow that was like I forgot to tell you. I wrote that down. I forgot I wrote that down. <laughs> well, it sounded great. <laughs> um, all right. I'll, uh, I'll start, man. Yeah. Um, so I am going to be discussing. Sorry, I froze there for a minute. What basically the Sigourney Weavers and Linda Hamiltons did for us. Sigourney, not Sigourney. <laughs> I know, I said it weird. I was like, I hope it sounded like a G. <laughs> it did Sigourney. not. Sigourney. <laughs> I wonder if she got called that like in high school. Like people teased her. No, nah, I, I think Sigourney was like weird enough. You could tease, just tease her with that. You didn't need to wow it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so everybody knows uh sigourney weaver as basically ripley from alien and the whole aliens franchise um and i just wanted to kind of go through kind of some trivia i guess uh in the sense where i was reading about alien and sigourney weaver actually stole that role from a dude in the sense oh really yeah so in the sense where the character ripley was supposed to be male all right Yeah, so when she came into the scene or whatever and took the role or they cast her, they told her, like, basically, not that she was asexual, but they're like, it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl. These are your character's personality traits. Do it. So, like, sorry. So they weren't even going for, like, a strong female they just wanted a strong character yeah exactly so without That's really cool. yeah without even really knowing they're like breaking this mold and like about to make history <laughs> because yeah you watch the movies and like sigourney weaver's already like attractive i guess but like it's hard to make her unattractive but she doesn't really come off as like there's no cleavage shot. She's always kind of sweaty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She spends the whole like throughout the whole movie look like looking like someone coming down off like a three day binge, <laughs> right? Just really sweaty and dirty, right? <laughs> nervous. <laughs> yeah, really goddamn edgy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially in the second aliens. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so I was reading an interview with her, and, uh, she was just out of drama school. Like, it was, like, one of her first roles. 
and she just kind of like lands this and really she it came out the first one when did i should have written it down but basically like it's the first or one of the first times you see a woman who's not typically like who's not being sexualized yeah so uh from there you have women that still like when they're asked you know who their role 1986 was. 1986 yeah. yeah so ever since that you have people like jennifer lawrence uh charlize theron but uh so like hunger games all those characters where they're supposed to be strong female they're like oh yeah i totally zoned in on my inner sigourney weaver sigourney why do i keep saying sigourney i'm gonna call her sig know. sig weaver no. <laughs> this disrespect <laughs> disrespect yeah so it was kind of like the first role too where you have a a woman that is one the lead character a woman that isn't the damsel in distress and is in fact like the one being like yo like i'm gonna save you because you guys are all stupid like when she's like yelling at those army marines come on man that was wicked <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> still sweaty but wicked yeah <laughs> so just for a second i want to go back to before sigourney before women were even like in film because like it actually wasn't that long ago that women weren't even played by women like men would dress what? up as women in plays that was seen more like i put in this is more like ancient athens like we're talking back but like still uh, That's they, weird as fuck. Yeah, they'd have women or men play women because that was seen as more admissible in the culture. Yeah, than a woman playing a woman. It was seen as like dangerous and scantily clad. <laughs> That's insane. Right? So that eventually changed, obviously, to like the opposite spectrum, unfortunately. <laughs> um. So... This part might be a little bit boring, but I feel like it's kind of like I have to go through it. I can't just jump into the future. <laughs> so I want to go back to the very first year that a woman showed up in film. And that was okay. only 1896. So almost 1900s. So that's a hundred and something year. 104 years? Yeah. So, I'm not good at math. <laughs> I don't know if that's right. Uh, probably did the math wrong. but You should have done some math. I should have done some math. Yeah, so I, I wrote it down, so I must have. Um, so a woman named Alice Guy Block became the first woman to direct a first motion picture. And releases, she also releases, oh, I put shady shit. She releases Confidence in Lady Helen's Escapade. Her, uh, and it's called Biograph, and it stars Florence Lawrence. But the film Florence Lawrence? Yeah, Florence Lawrence. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Julia Gulia? That's yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. I hope she didn't marry into that name. <laughs> Probably. But so this is kind of like where women started this... This movie, Biograph, was made. It didn't have any credits, so you didn't have Florence Lawrence's name in there. So people were addressing fan mail to just the Biograph girl. 
and the, <laughs> <laughs> and the studio was so worried that if they found out her real name and that she increased in popularity, they'd have to pay her more. So they told people to not share her name. I was like, that's why I put shady shit. <laughs> oh yeah they used to like way back in the day in hollywood they used to be like we like we literally own you okay you are our property <laughs> you signed here yeah and i actually yeah, touch yeah. on that <coughs> i'm sorry i went down another wormhole i can't help myself no so worries. about 10 years after that uh mary pickford uh she's an actress that you would see in like charlie chaplin films Okay. Um, she was always like the damsel or whatever. Her, Charlie Chaplin, and Douglas Fairbanks, so they're all like those kind of slapstick humor, decide to join with their lawyers and create what's called United Artists. And she becomes the first actress in 1919 to make $1 million in film opposed to 250000 And the first woman to own, produce, and direct in her own company. And that was, yeah, 1919. So that woman's a badass. Good for her. Exactly. So, like, you have women coming into the scene, but mostly as, like, secondary characters. Or they're just kind of, like, their job is to be looked at. Or their job is to be there for the male gaze, is what they call it. So, I promise I'm almost done this history lesson. Then we can go back to aliens. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. When's Florence Lawrence going to show up in a fucking power loader and rip someone's head off? I'm sorry. You know what? That's what she should have done if she wanted to get her money. Like her and Charlie Chaplin should have got a pair of power loaders and busted in there and pulled a couple people's heads off. Instead, they went the legal route. I don't know. They still kind of won, but nobody got blown up. So it's not as cool. Lame. You got lawyered. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Carry on. Yeah. So uh, then, the you know, the 30s, 40s, 50s start to happen. You start having uh, more actresses suing companies for, like, treating them like shit. So Betty Davis sued her film studio and ended up getting, like, sh- like a shit ton more contracts. Yeah. Uh, then I Love Lucy show showed up in the 1950s and like it was still very like stereotypical she's like the housewife but she was kind of like running amok <laughs> yes <laughs> but uh, so in the 60s and 70s you see more movement to women uh, doing more like writing producing directing and Lucille Ball actually bought out uh, Desi Lou Studios. So she bought out her husband when they divorced because he was a piece of shit. Yeah. If you didn't know Good that, for her. Desi's a piece of shit. <laughs> I think he's dead, so I'm sorry, but not. Well, as well as he should be then. Wait, 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 wait. What year did this happen? Uh, this was in it said just the 60s and 70s. So probably in that they divorced oh. and it was probably a whole thing. So it's still very like, never mind, like you got divorced, which was like kind of frowned yeah. upon. But then you buy out your husband's studio. Well, I guess it would have you been. You know mixed. what? You know what? If Desi's still around, he's like crapping his pants now. So yeah, fuck, fuck well, you, so Desi. It's the first time that a woman's probably because it was her show, right? Like she made it. It's the first time that a woman probably was more popular than a man and actually financially like overpowered him to buy yeah, out. Yeah, she, she didn't need his shit. Exactly. 
And that's like uh, that's kind of like like uh, that reminds me a little bit of uh, the story of like Barbie and all that. Did you ever watch that? The toys that made us. No, I haven't yet. I know you kept oh, telling me. Oh, watch it. It's good. It's good. Oh shit! Eh? Yeah, yeah. Watch that. So I'm just going to go over some like milestones and then I'm literally back at it, I promise. Cool. So from then on, like if you still like I didn't notice this until I was actually researching it, that you have all these things, but you don't actually have any record of any of these women winning any awards at all. Like a woman didn't win an award. So so like was a man winning best actress then (laughs) they didn't have it they didn't have it as a category yeah so the first female to win an emmy for daytime tv a series called just men was betty white and it was in the 80s so it was only like the series was called just men yeah (laughs) yeah that's good stuff (laughs) (laughs) that's good stuff right and, like, so I was like, holy shit. I'm like, the 80s weren't that long ago. Like, no. fuck, man. No. Right? So, um, yeah, and then you have people like, you know, Oprah coming into the play and her advocating for a bunch of different cult members. and. <laughs> My mom loved Oprah. Oh, everybody oh did. You, every, you had to love Oprah. She was awesome. Oh my god, my mom loved Oprah. It was crazy. Until he, she got all like woohoo-y and then like literally, oh man. If you haven't Wait. listened to the podcast Behind the Bastards, listen to the one on Dr. Phil. Shit. Oh he yeah? created that. <laughs> Everyone gets a car! <laughs> and a fake doctorate! <laughs> man, that, okay, we can, no, listen to it, you'll be like, holy shit. Um, (laughs) but yeah so that brings us basically to like kind of the 90s to current and it was we still have the female that's you know the the main character but there's always something kind of like sexy about her like do you remember when Aaron Brockovich came out and Julia Roberts was in it and it was like a big deal because she was like I'm a lawyer but I also got huge tits yeah 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 Young Dustin remembers that movie, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So, talking about uh, Julia Roberts, uh, we remember the chesticles. That was how it was marketed. (laughs) And um, it went... Was it? I couldn't remember. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. Women went from kind of like passive housewife to be looked at, dependent, um, damsels to kind of where we go with Sigourney Weaver or Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor or Jennifer Lawrence as Katniss Everdeen or Charlize Theron in Mad Max. She was cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, still, like, super good-looking with bald hair, but, like, you can't make that woman ugly. I just, I don't... <laughs> it's just yeah, she was... She was pretty cool as Furiosa. I was... Yeah. Yeah. That was... Sick. <laughs> that was that was just a sick movie, but, like, yeah, she was a good character. Yeah, and all those characters wouldn't really have had a chance to be created if... I I want to call it the Sigourney Weaver effect. I don't know. I might have to coin it. <laughs> <laughs> probably already coined, but... Uh, so, 
we still see it though like with black widow you, you know she's still in the skin tight leather or whatever or they got the close-ups of her butt but i'd like to think that it's getting a lot better like i think even like in her uh history of her character throughout the avengers she got less and less like <laughs> less it less and less sexualized like every single like movie they let her like zip up the costume a little <laughs> bit more <laughs> oh man they're was... like okay but just a little this time all just right? a little bit i was like all right we own you we <laughs> we still own you she's like god yeah. damn it um shit's still going on that outfit i can't remember if i told you this or not but that outfit like she was in an interview saying like how it basically she had to go through like almost like four outfits in a day or something because it just like locked in sweat and like yeah. you could just like the smell <laughs> like, oh my god yeah. yeah 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 you know what as much as i enjoy the like marvel movies i bet you now that she's like gonna be free of them and like i bet you should and like you know she's mad at them she's gonna like i bet you there's some criticism that's gonna come out for sure oh yeah i wonder if she'll flip to dc i don't know there's a rivalry that everybody wants but it's not actually there what? <laughs> between the what, two DC comics versus Marvel? yeah oh no, no 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 it's there <laughs> it's there there's a lot of people that are like i'm marvel or i'm dc and fuck the, and fuck the other one <laughs> Damn, oh, yeah. you're like, I like both. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, Batman's pretty cool. Captain <laughs> yeah. Captain America's pretty cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we all just like him? Yeah. Um, Sometimes I like Superman, but mostly he's just a fucking goody two-shoes dick. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to hear what you got in terms of, like, badass women. All right, one of my favorite things about your whole spiel was uh, when you talked about how uh, the female protagonist, uh, the female characters kind of went from the damsel in distress to the hero. Now, one of my favorite things about this is, when, of course, Jane Foster becomes Thor. Mm. And, uh, oh yeah, one of the, he's, he's definitely going to go down, like, you know, top five, like, greatest Thor writers of all time, Jason Aaron. He's the guy that's responsible for this. He made Thor become unworthy when Nick Fury whispered something in his ear, and there always needed to be a Thor, I guess, so Jane Foster's the one that picked it up. And one of the really cool things about this is uh, during her time as Thor, she was undergoing cancer treatment. So every time she picked up the hammer it sensed the poison in her and purged it from her body oh cool yeah so like every single time she was doing it she was basically starting herself again from step one right oh. so wait yeah, that's, so is that well, bad or good that's bad oh, okay that's bad <laughs> like... because it uh because like uh it's like a poison right and it and it purges the poison because oh. of the magic in the hammer Right, I yeah. thought you meant like the cancer, like it was purging the cancer, like making her better, but I no. misunderstood. Okay, got it. No, actually <laughs> part of her story was that she refused to like let magic deal with uh, her cancer because all magic comes with a cost in the Marvel Universe. Uh... I'm not sure if it does in the MCU, but I know in the comics it does. But uh, anyway, getting off uh, topic there, <laughs> but it was just... 
I thought it was really cool because of like the sacrifice she was making every single time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How many people were pissed about that? About her becoming Thor? Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> were very, very mad. And there was like, and there was times like, you know, Jason Aaron would, he's like, if you follow him on Twitter or anything, he's pretty like good for like his comments to people and all that. Like he takes no shit from the, <laughs> from the like, you know, people that are like, this isn't my Thor. He's like, okay, then don't fucking read. Fuck off. Yeah. You know? Fuck off. Yeah. You well, know, I guess you get he to says a certain it, point. Yeah. He says it a lot more like clever than I do. And he actually like had a few moments where like in the comics where, he had Jane Foster address it in, like, you know, an off way where, like, Odin hated him being, hated her being Thor. And she just gave no fucks about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was just like, I don't care. But when she was Thor, she fought, she fought Malekith the Elf. She, she actually, her big battle at the end, and one of my favorite, like, uh, Thor moments is her fighting the Mangog. And it's uh, it's this creature that's created uh, from all the hate and anger of uh, a dead species that Odin wiped out. Oh man! Oh yeah, it's pretty cool. It's that's, like that's it's clever. Oh yeah, it's a straight up Jack Kirby like character. It and uh, anyway, and when and when it came time for her to fight him. It was basically like she was being told by everyone, like, if you pick up the hammer one more time, that's it. You're oh. dead after that. You know, you you won't come back. And she fought it. She tried not to do it. But at the end, she chose to sacrifice her life to save everyone. Aww. Yeah. That's a bad and she, move. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, oh, I loved it. It was straight badass. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and then she took it to the Mangog. She beat the crap out of him, saved Odin and Thor, and she actually took these uh, magical chains, wrapped it around the Mangog, and threw it. Uh, sorry, and then attached it to the hammer and threw the hammer. That's cool. And then and then she died. Hmm. But Still, that was not... That's the way to go out. But, but... That was not the end of her story. <laughs> okay? That was not the end of Jane Foster. No. Jane, Jane actually, she, uh, then she's at the gates to Valhalla and Odin's like, you know, like, I accept you as Thor. You were worthy. You were, a, you know, you were a worthy warrior. Valhalla is your reward now. You died as a warrior. And she refuses to go in. Ugh. Yeah, she refused, you know, she refuses to die. Oh, that's cooler. I was like, uh, yeah. is she like too self-righteous for Valhalla now? <laughs> no, no. She refuses to die. And like Thor and Odin, like, you know, call in, call in this magical storm through themselves and zap her back to life. So she ended up using magic anyways. <laughs> well, yeah, to bring her back. But then she comes back. But then she comes back and she actually, uh, you know, does her cancer treatment and all that. Oh, damn. It's cool. But yeah, that was, that's, that's my favorite story of, you know, the damsel becoming the hero. That sounds awesome. It was, it was an awesome, awesome (laughs) I gave it all away in that. (laughs) 
What was the next thing that we were going to talk about today? Uh, Suicide Squad and uh, the What If episode. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, there's a lot. Okay. There's a lot to unpack yeah. there. How about, uh, all right, you finally started watching the What If series and you kicked it at, like, I, it's not really something that matters if you watch it in order at this point, I don't think, but you kicked it off with What If Zombies. Yes, and what I think, like, what kind of attracted me to it, too, is, like, other than, like, zombies are fucking awesome, is, like, uh, one of the first comics you told me to read was the zombies, so I was yep. like, this is gonna be hilarious. If they could have done it like the comic book, I would have right. liked that much more, but right. I understand. Spider-Man, <laughs> Sp- like, as funny as Spider-Man was in this... He was nowhere near as funny as he is in the comics. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no and like, I, uh, when I was watching it, I was, because I'm trying to match the voices with like the character, because like I automatically should know, technically, like by their costumes, but like I had no idea that like the head guy was Doctor Strange or Scott. No, that was, uh, that was Ant-Man. Yeah, some of them, it's kind of hard until, like, it's kind of hard until they, like, say their name or, like, who they were. But, yeah, yeah. that was, uh, that was Ant-Man. That's why he was doing all uh, the dad jokes. And, yeah, I was yeah. like, I didn't think, uh, what's-his-face was that funny in these, no. doing all these jokes. Um, I wanted, to to ask you, uh, I was thinking, like, what if would have been really good to do like live action do you think there's a reason why they decided to do cartoon instead i think because uh like every episode's different and, yeah like, that would cost that would cost a shitload of money to like that's you know, true especially if they want to do like if you notice the difference in quality from the movies to the shows like you know the shows are still high quality but they're nowhere near what yeah. some pieces like you know what the big pieces are in the in the movies except for loki loki was fucking oh man. yeah loki was off the loki was <laughs> off the chain <laughs> and like yeah like i like even if it was loki quality but it's still again i guess yeah you would have to and then you'd have to pay yeah. actors probably a lot more to act yeah. right yeah because some of the uh some of the voice actors aren't the actors that are in i know tom holland wasn't tony stark isn't natasha right. wasn't but like some of them are yeah and you can kind of sift some of them out but uh yeah all in all i thought it was a uh, pretty like had that witty banter about it that you get in a lot of the movies yeah um i really liked uh what's his face that plays the hulk Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, how he's kind of like the same no matter what, if he's acting, if he's being a human, if he's a cartoon, he's just like the same monotoned, kind of just sarcastic, like clueless, what the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) All the words combined. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I didn't understand why, and like this is a spoiler alert, so if you haven't watched it, don't listen to me, um, why he stayed behind. Like the whole... well, well, someone had to stay behind to fight uh, Wanda. No way they would have got past her. Oh, I thought that she got crushed with a building. 
She was nope. cool in that. Oh yeah, eh? How she like busts out and eats the one guy and <laughs> Scott's like, Watch out, she's a man eater. <laughs> <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just couldn't stop the whole time. But yeah, I really liked it. And uh, something else that happened in it that, uh, I don't know, it, it was the first time that the MCU Spider-Man mentioned Uncle Ben. Oh. Yeah, he's never mentioned him before. Oh, I've never noticed that. See, I would you would notice that. I would. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of been a thing. Like people are like, "Where's Uncle Ben?" <laughs> oh, do you think but, he'll yeah. come back in a what if scenario? I don't know about what if. I uh, we'll talk about what I think's gonna happen with Uncle Ben a little bit later because I do have a theory that I want to get out there in <laughs> case it happens because I haven't really seen it anywhere else. That way, I can be like. Fucking heard it here first. <laughs> I was right. But yeah, but yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I really liked uh, Spider-Man in it. He was how he had the little uh, introduction video. He was showing them. Yeah, <laughs> that was cute. Yeah. The Ant-Man and Wasp. I found it funny that she just kind of like sold him out and just like shrunk and then the zombies just jump on him <laughs> i was like aren't they supposed to like each other <laughs> well i don't think she sold him out i just think she has a better reaction time than scott because oh. <laughs> <Right? laughs> i was like that's hilarious she's like bye <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh if you notice from the comics they kind of did a, a switch right because it was her that was just the head in the comics and this time it was him oh yeah, yeah. i forgot about that he's just yeah. carrying around her head yeah you remember the you you remember the talking head trying to convince people to like let her bite them yeah. <laughs> see that would have been so good yeah yeah but you know they're like that would have been so good what they did was really good but the comic just—I don't think Disney can ever do no. that. <laughs> I wish they could have an explicit version. <laughs> Who knows? You know what? Maybe they do. They're uh, the new Deadpool movie that they're making is going to be rated R. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Probably all of them should be. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Deadpool, you gotta, you gotta. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I really liked it. What do you think of uh, at the end when they're like, all right, we're going to go to Wakanda and they get there and, th- and zombie Thanos oh, is there. It look, He looks badass, even in cartoon yeah. form. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it seems like either the zombie, like whatever bite or whatever, either made him stronger and like somehow more powerful or he's just going to be like an evil zombie that doesn't realize that he's got like all this power on his hand and people are going to be like, ah, ah. <laughs> no, no, I, uh, I think he's going to be, I think the stones are going to kind of like make him like a little more conscious. He's going to know he wants to eat people and that these will like, you know, help him. Right. Cause you know what? It's like some of them, some of the zombies still knew how to use their powers, right? Right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, I think what we see in right here is once you watch the other episodes, you're gonna see all the other 
like you know what if avengers and i think they're i think what's happening is they're gonna have to be gathered together to fight this zombie thanos Ooh, i like that yeah that'd be cool see so like the what if they don't build on each other right or do they they currently they are each their own like contained episode okay cool. but i think but i think they're leading up to connecting them all oh okay yeah that's a cool idea mm-hmm. huh. so what do you think yeah. the future holds for it Tell me all your secrets. Uh, I, think, I think it's going to keep going. Like I said, I think there's going to be like a, like a multiversal Avengers. Okay. They're going to grab one of the Avengers from each of the what-ifs and bring them together. Uh, zombie Hulk. To fight. Yeah, yeah, to fight something. Who knows? Who knows? They might get zombie help. They they might grab Spider-Man, though, because he's got, mm. he's got the Sorcerer Supreme uh, cloak, right? Oh, true. And he, as a zombie, he could be agile. But he's not a zombie. But like, yet, if he became right? a zombie, if he did, <clears throat> if he did become a zombie, I hope he becomes the one from the comics. <laughs> Me too, the mopey <laughs> emo guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, Spider Man, how's your wife and kids? Oh God. <laughs> oh, that was a good first comic to read. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> hilarious. But yeah, uh, speaking of Spider-Man, we got the trailer for mm-hmm. the new movie. What did you think? What are your thoughts? Um, I think that first I need to rewatch all the Spider-Man, Spider-Man's plural. Spider-Man <laughs> Spider-Man's Spider-Man's. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, like <coughs> And don't, like, shoot me for this. I think the last one that I saw was when Emma Stone was in it. Yeah, I know. I know. Blasphemy. I didn't want to tell you. I chose to tell you on here so you couldn't say mean things to me, really. (laughs) I can still text them. (laughs) But it looks really, like, I really like Tom Holland as the Spider-Man. Uh, as the Spider-Man. <laughs> as the Spider-Mans. Um, the, the chick that plays, like, across from him, I'm trying to remember That her plays name. Uh, MJ Zendaya. Yeah. Uh, I, is she, has she been in the other ones, or is this oh, her yeah, first she's time? Been, no, no, she's been, uh, she was in the other two, okay. and uh, it wasn't confirmed that she was actually Mary Jane until the end. Okay, and yeah, of the first one. And how do people feel about her taking that from? Uh, was it Kristen Stewart? No, not Kristen Stewart. Kirst Dunst, or the one that played. I don't, think any, I don't think anyone cared. No, really. No, no, I don't think anyone really cared. Only Kirsten Dunst cared. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? Out of everyone that I've heard like rumored to be coming back and all that, she's one of the only ones I haven't heard. Yeah, she's like, no, nah, I'm good. Who knows? Maybe they didn't ask her. I guess she's probably like close to fifty now. She just stopped playing a teenager ten years ago. So yeah, like who's who's gonna say no to that Marvel money, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I can't wait. Yeah. All the 
all the old bad guys from the other ones showing up, like Doctor Octopus. Oh, yeah. Finger kiss. Yes. Yeah, it looks. Uh, I was I was trying to remember because like the one. Where was he from? Was he from when uh, James Franco was in it? The Green Goblin? Which, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I was like, oh man, like, it's been a, a minute since this guy's been in a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> right? Well, I don't think, I don't think they're bringing back James Franco. No, like his, uh. Oh, okay. Was uh, Willem the guy Dafoe that plays in the, the, oh man, I'm mixing it all up. No, yeah, Willem Dafoe was, uh, the Green Goblin. He's also rumored to be coming back, which... We've seen his pumpkin bomb, and we heard him laugh, you know, so I think it's yeah. pretty clear he's coming back. Which, like, he was one of my favorite. Uh, oh, yeah? Like, he's one of my favorite actors to this day, because he's just, like, so weird looking and just... He's just a good actor, but he's good at being, like, you know, like a Woody Harrelson, where he's just, like, he's kind of creepy. You probably kind of creepy in real life. Maybe you're not. Maybe yeah. you're the nicest guy ever. I don't know. <laughs> He's just got that goblin aesthetic <laughs> yeah. to him. <laughs> he fits that goblin yeah. stereotype. Yeah. Right? <laughs> just like like uh, when he's arguing with himself in the mirror in the first one. <laughs> yeah. See, like he does crazy so well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he does. But, uh, yeah, him coming back. Jamie Foxx is Electro. Mm. That'll be cool. If if it comes back, he's he's still just rumored. The only one that we know for sure is uh, Doc Octopus. And I think that's mostly they only showed us him because he spoiled it like months yeah. ago. Oh, by he, accident? Like, I don't know. It had to have been by accident. But yeah, I... He just told them, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm coming back. Uh, actually, actually, when I fall into the river in the last one, it's immediately after that that I show up in this one. <laughs> they're like, oh, God. Yeah. So he yeah, got I know, sued, the reporters, probably. Uh, uh, I don't know, but whatever reporter is probably just writing it down. Like, oh, yeah. Well, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh definitely though like uh made me want to go see it which is the other trailers didn't really do that for me so oh no yeah like i've always liked spider-man but i think like the after the third one with toby mcguire that was just complete and utter garbage that like where yeah, he's like emo wasn't... and stuff i was just like i'm yeah, over it yeah i, I just yeah, yeah, that one wasn't really good. They, they butchered Venom. They fucking butchered, yeah. and like that, that upset a lot of people, me included. Yeah, and so uh, I was just teenage. Like, eh. Teenage Dustin was not happy. Yeah, Upper James Theater in Hamilton, Lacey, who paid seven bucks for that movie, left it in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We want our seven bucks back, yeah. Foreman. I want my theater back. <laughs> that was a sick theater. It was. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I can't wait. I hope the other Spider-Men show I hope the other Spider-Men show up. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Men. Yeah. Oh, and it's going to be, like, if they choreograph it correctly, which I'm sure they will, like, it's going to be a pretty epic battle. 
Yeah, I'm hoping for like an end game moment, right? They they show up, but you know what else I really want? I want Toby Maguire to be a variant of the MCU's Uncle Ben. Oh, That's what I'm cool. calling, right? Right? Like wouldn't it be great for him like the first time he sees him, he's like Uncle Ben? Like, you know, he's all confused about it and I'm it was just a thought I had that yeah. wouldn't that be so cool that oh yeah that would be neat oh and it'd be kind of like full circle for toby right <laughs> right but like you know that's what uh yeah that's what i want to happen so oh yes it'd be be it would be beautiful if it happens dustin said it first yeah yeah me yeah but yeah that's for that. And uh, we both seen Suicide Squad. Yeah. And we were right. And it was fucking hilarious. John Cena stole the show. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. There is so many moments in it that are just pure. Like, that's the hardest I've laughed at a movie. Never mind at a movie in a theater. Like, oh my god, right? The weasel? <laughs> the weasel. <laughs> like, they start the movie off. I'm like, they killed him off? Oh, sorry, spoilers if you haven't seen it. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> nobody checked if the weasel could swim. Could swim. <laughs> 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 oh, you do a pretty good impression of him. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. Yeah, it, it was pretty great seeing this team that you thought, like, all right, these are going to be the guys we stick with for the whole movie. Like, you know what? I didn't even, I was just so into the movie that I didn't even realize, like, fucking John Cena's with him. Idris Eldad's not with him. Fucking King Shark wasn't with him. None of the guys. Yeah. You know, there was that, that you know, there was a lot of the guys left out. I didn't even notice it. I'm like, oh my god, they're killing them all. Yeah. <laughs> it was similar to that moment in uh, Deadpool where, like, his whole crew is, like, jumping out of the plane. <laughs> Ex, uh, uh, his X-Force <laughs> yeah. with Brad Pitt. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was, like you said, like, John Cena stole the show. There were so many moments that were just so... I don't know. I think what he's really good at in those movies and what people really kind of like connect with is the fact that like you have this scene and we've kind of talked about it before where it's like, you know, you're in the middle of a serious moment and then you have these people acting completely human where it's just kind of like, oh, okay, well, that's actually kind of sweet, but, like, put away your clay or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And it just makes a perfect balance for just basically being hilarious because you're like, yeah, like, these are thoughts that I would definitely have or, like, whatever, right? So, I I don't know. John Cena, like, his character kind of reminded me of you. Like, (laughs) if you were a superhero... (laughs) Like, like the... I cherish I cherish peace I don't care how many men, women, and children I have to kill to get it That line exactly 
<laughs> just so focused on his own goals, he doesn't see anything else. <laughs> and like that that scene again, spoiler to scenes when they're like invading that camp or whatever and killing everybody, and he just like passes oh. this guy and he just like chop 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 and continues walking. <laughs> oh yeah, when they're trying to outdo each other for kills. Yeah, and then they find out that like none of those people were actually going to harm them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was the resistance, and they just slaughtered them all. <laughs> or when. Uh... Was uh, was another really good part with John Cena mm. when uh, the shark almost eats the girl, and they all wake up and John Cena's in his tidy whiteies. Fuck! Why are you fucking underwear? Why aren't you? I was sleeping. <laughs> I uh, I don't know how I felt about them making him the villain at the end. How do you feel about that? Uh, huh. I didn't really care. No, I was you like, oh, what? he was you so funny. Yeah, hilarious, but he was just a complete asshole. So like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, this makes sense that John Cena's not really on any of their sides. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of been an indifferent piece of shit to them the entire time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I really like Shark Guy. Oh, King Shark was hilarious. Yeah. Eh? We don't eat friends, right? Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> he had some good moments. Um, Harley Quinn, of course, is always awesome, I guess. Yeah. She had that whole, like, fucking 15-minute side story where she falls in love and all that, then she just murders the yeah. shit out of the guy. You got a lot of red flags. Yeah. <laughs> I promised myself I would kill the next It's like, you realize that in itself is a red flag, Harley. Um, yeah, I just, I, I love how she, like, in any scene, basically, can either be the, the main part of the scene or secondary, but no matter what, she makes it better. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to do as an actor. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, she killed it as Harley Quinn once again. Yeah. Right? Do you want me to I go back she... inside and you can do it again? <laughs> right? Uh, what did you think about the main, well, I don't, I don't even know if you could call him the main bad guy. I think, uh, I think Amanda Waller would be the main bad guy, but what did you think of Starro? I instantly thought of Ghostbusters. Um, <laughs> the Marshmallow Man. But yeah. I also think it was just like, I don't know, like, usually something like that, it was so blatantly done cheesily, like, on purpose, almost, like how big and animated it is. No. That's just Starro. That's straight out of the comics. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, I had no idea. I just thought it. I was like, it kind of looks like a Pokemon. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. That's it. Straight out of the comics. Oh, I did not know that. It's creepy super, looking. Oh, yeah. Super weird, but super appropriate for James Gunn to pick, right? Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, again, it's, it's kind of like that mixing, like taking you out of the the main story with like kind of some cheesiness and then yeah. putting you right back into it. 
Yeah. And, uh, but, ugh. yeah. Yeah. It was, like you say, it was just so James Gunn, but it was really great to see, like, what he could do with, like, a, like, superhero, supervillain movie without all the restrictions that, like, Disney would have put on him, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, uh, is that why that, was that zombie movie on Disney that we watched by him? Uh. Or no, was that Snyder? That was Zack Snyder. That oh, was okay, never him. mind. He, uh, yeah, he did this when Disney fired him for a little bit. Oh. He came over and was like, oh, I'll do Suicide Squad. Oh, man. Who fires James Gunn? Idiots. <laughs> well, they uh, they kind of had a reason. They kind of didn't. It was whatever. We're not going to get into All it. All right. No drama here. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so awesome movie. Yeah. If I would you see haven't it again. seen it, we told you everything, so you don't need to see it, I guess. We could act it out for you more, I guess. That's all we could do to help. But yeah, just go see it. It's I better guess. to watch them act it out. <laughs> yeah, go see it. But uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's all we got for tonight. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. Follow us at the Duck Pond on Instagram. And oh, yeah. and Facebook as well. And Facebook. Yeah. Follow and, us. Support uh, us. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's it for this episode. Next time we come back, we're going to be doing an episode on Carnage before the movie comes out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Get some of that blood and gore, you know, right before Halloween, which we're going to have uh, a couple episodes for that as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's it for this episode, and uh, get out of the duck pod. Yeah, see you later. Uh, That's it. (laughs) Bye. Goodbye.